This is something that can feed you for a lifetime. So it's worth putting in the time and the effort to get it right and to get good at it and not rush it. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with six-figure stocks and options trader, Tila Holcomb. She says that stocks can be made simple if folks would just speak in plain English. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back. This is the fourth installment in Courageous Money. Courageous Money, that's the name of the series that we're currently in. It has been so good. If you're new here, I suggest that you go back and listen to those episodes and all 120 something of the episodes we've already done. I really pray that you enjoy this community because here we believe that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. Yes, there's a lot of podcasts out there that talk about the hardcore tactics for budgeting or investing or credit repair, any of those things. But over here, we subscribe to wealth being the condition of well-being because that's what the original definition is. And I know from my studies with financial psychology and so much more, just studying people and working with clients one-on-one over the years, that if I can help you shift your behavior and your mindset and your habits, your rituals, your practices in all these other areas of life that really impact your money, you just don't always think of it in that way then you can truly start to build wealth from the inside out and not just any type of wealth, sustainable wealth. And that's what I'm committed to. So if you're new here, click subscribe. And if you're an OG listener and purpose chaser, welcome back. Super excited to jump into this conversation with Tila. I wanted to remind you about the podcast ads. I got to remind you that we're now accepting your submissions for podcast ads. This opportunity is no longer reserved for the big companies with the big marketing budgets. It's for you too, the small business owner or solopreneur who knows that your product or service is amazing, but you still need help getting it in front of the masses. And think about it. Why would big brands who have enough money to flood billboards or traditional radio, television, bus benches, all these different other types of advertising, why are they taking over podcasts? Because you know that there's a captive audience here And you guys listen, you're engaged and you trust us, you trust your hosts, and you know that if we share something, most of us are sharing things that we genuinely believe in and you can bank on that. So why would you not invest in your business the same way that the big companies are when podcast ads are essentially pennies in comparison to those other methods? So if you have something that ties into one of our six pillars, let's talk about the possibilities. You can visit patricewashington.com backslash podcast ads. That's patricewashington.com slash podcast ads. And I'm excited to work with you. Let's create a win-win for both of our small businesses, okay? Now, before we get into this conversation, here's her formal bio. Tila Holcomb is a mom, wife, six-figure stocks and options trader, nine-to-five survivor, risk taker, and freedom catcher. Tila started learning how to trade the stock market in 2009 while she was a single parent. After being fired from her job in 2012, she used the stock market to become debt-free and retired from a nine-to-five before turning 30. 
Tila, a stock market expert and creator of Trade Your 9 to 5, has helped thousands of people all over the country learn how to understand the stock market so they can reach financial freedom and build a financial legacy. Without further ado, here's my girl, Tila Holcomb. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Tila. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Girl, I am so excited to have you, especially I've been wanting you on the podcast for a long time. So I'm glad we could finally coordinate schedules and make it happen. So we go back for for some years now. I was trying to remember before we got on, did we meet at FinCon? Yes. Like, I believe you like made my life at FinCon. (laughs) Because you remember my name. <laughs> what? Yes. Like, I hadn't met you before. FinCon was my first time, and I'm kind of introverted. So I set it up to where I was like, okay, if I volunteer, if I do the volunteer slots, it makes me get out. It gives me a reason to talk to people. So if I have a reason to talk to you, I'm not scared to, mm-hmm. you know, it's the whole starting a conversation. I don't know what to say. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just do all these volunteer slots, and that gets me out to talking to people. And one of my spots was to make sure no one comes into the conference room while you were practicing your talk because you were a keynote. And so I'm standing there. You hadn't gotten into the conference room yet. And so I'm standing there. Here you come. I'm like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And so you walked up and you were like, Tila, right? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And, so I up and, let you in. and when I closed that door, I was like, oh my gosh, you remember my name. <laughs> You were so funny. I haven't even met you. So I'm like, I don't even know how she knows who I am. So it was, you made my day. So, ah, you know, I baby stalk people. So (laughs) the thing is, you know, especially as an African-American woman in this space. And at that time too, like seriously, when I was first starting and my first several years, there really just wasn't a lot of us, like not visible. Right. So whenever I would see a woman in this space, I was always excited. Like, I was always like, oh, wow, like, here's someone else that wants to join, lock arms and join this struggle, right? (laughs) We'll never be able to do it all. And that's why I love being able to highlight and share other people, because I don't believe that any one of us can be an expert at everything. Like, we all have our expertise. And I think that if we treat each other as complementary, then together we can go so much further and the impact can be greater. So... Yeah, I was like, hey, hey, Tila. Yeah. (laughs) So I really just enjoyed that you were a woman who talked about stocks and trading because that was just also something that I didn't see a lot. And I didn't know it then, but now I know your story a little bit. I would love to for you to just share with the audience how you got into trading stocks. So I got into stocks, not on purpose, but <laughs> uh, just like life, God has a way of you know directing you into where you need to be. I was in a position where I wanted control over my time. I had a, a good job, but I just needed that control. Um, I was a single parent and I was missing a lot of time with my daughter because of the job that I was in. And so I started looking for how could I get that time? And the number one place everyone I think turns to is starting a business, right? And so I decided I was going to start a government contracting business because that was the industry I was already in and I knew it very well. So I decided I'm going to start this business, started doing all kinds of research and trying to get it off the ground. And at the same time, one of my coworkers 
he was talking about stocks and how he was going to invest and retire from the military, you know, really early and, and all this stuff. And so I started asking him questions because I didn't hear anybody talking about stocks or investing or retirement funds when I was growing up. So um, I knew there was a channel where they talked about it all day, but I didn't know anything else other than that. And so it piqued my interest just to, because I'm always one that I love to learn about new stuff. So at that time, that's kind of all it was for me. It's just like, I just wanted to learn what he was talking about and be a little bit, you know, a little knowledgeable on it. I knew I had a 401k that I needed to figure out and I figured that would help me. So there was a year into trying to get this, this business started on the side and learning about stocks. When the company I worked for determined that I was a conflict of interest, or I could be a competitor because I knew so much about the industry we were in and I was starting my own business on the side. Mm-hmm. So they gave me an ultimatum and they were like, you can either quit or you can be fired. And so I was devastated because I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have this business. Dang, wait, that was the ultimatum? You can quit or, <laughs> or be fired? Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, that was the only options. And so... I I was like, well, you can fire me. I didn't know what to do because I didn't have this business wasn't where I wanted it to be. My exit plan hadn't worked out just yet. And so I decided I was like, you know what, that's this is perfect. Uh, By this time, I had gotten married. And I was like, you know, it's perfect. I've got all day now to figure out this business. So I sat at home writing proposal after proposal. And between the hearing back from proposals, I would trade the stock market and I would continue figuring that out. And I was starting to make money, but to me, that wasn't my exit plan. This this contracting business was. And so me and my husband sat down. We sit down uh, quarterly. If you don't do that, I always recommend doing that. Uh, but we sit down quarterly to go over our finances and figure out like where everything's at. And so he was like, you should probably concentrate on this training thing, the stock market thing. You're, you're bringing in some money with that. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Contracting's where it's at. It's going to be more money. And... I didn't listen to him. The second time we sat down, he's like, no, seriously, look at what you're bringing in. And that's when I determined, that's when I saw that like, okay, I've got something with this stock market thing and he's right. Maybe I should put my focus there. And so that's how I shifted into actually trading and investing full time. You know what? The whole time that you were talking, I was thinking, this is so many of us. Like we have something right under our nose, mm-hmm. but because we have an idea of what we want it to be, we're like, nope, nope, nope. That's <laughs> not it. This thing that is clearly working <laughs> is not it. And sometimes we do that because we think, well, I'm not that passionate about this thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I need to follow my passion and, you know, or whatever I think my experience or expertise is, but it's so crazy that you're over here making money and ignoring it. Like, no, I'm just doing it for fun. I'm yes. Just, just a little thing on the side. And for me, it was, I, I also feel like it was that, I, that's what I got fired for was the contracting business. And I was, I was stuck in this mode of like, it has to work. It, it's what got me fired. It better work. You know? <laughs> yes. So once your husband kind of brought this to your attention, not once, but twice. So that proves that we're also hard headed as women. <laughs> I just, 
the other way around. When you realize, okay, I really am doing something with this. How does one go about making that a full-time thing? What does that, what does your day look like when you are trading full-time? The the great thing about this is when I say full-time, it doesn't mean I'm sitting at a computer or a desk or clocking in, you know, from nine to five or seven to three. It's, it means I'm making a full-time income. So enough to replace what I was making or to cover our bills. And so that's what I love about it. I'm not having to sit down and be tied to a computer every day. So my day journey looks like I get up about six, I get to see my daughter off to school, which is amazing. I used to be able to drop her off before being seen with your parents wasn't cool. (laughs) So I check my charts at 9.30 in the morning and I check them again at 12.30 and I'm done for the day. It, It usually takes me about 15, maybe 20 minutes to see if there is a stock for me to trade. And if there isn't, I just walk away. Uh, I set aside an hour on the weekends to do any homework as far as the market goes and looking for trades or stocks that are setting up for potential buys. And that's about it. That's my day and my my week kind of in a nutshell. Okay, so you already have used some language that people are like, I don't know what she's talking about. So let's let's go back. Because <laughs> one of so here's the thing. I know that a lot of my audience in particular this is a community that many of the people, they have good credit, decent credit, you know, they do have good paying jobs, 401k, all that stuff. But there is an intimidation when it comes to taking the next step, mm-hmm. right? Like doing something over and above the basics, which was make sure I, you know, put something in my 401k or my retirement fund, maybe buy a house or investment property, but then we just stop there. And so... I think that a lot of it is just the intimidation of the language alone, right? So let's bust some myths. One of them is that we don't belong, right? Because there is this language that alienates so many people. Why is that language so confusing? And how did you learn to just navigate that? So I feel like complicated language is used in a way to uh, make us hire someone to help us with our finances. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have someone help you uh, with the investing and everything, but we tend to not do our homework. Even Because I feel like even if you're going to have someone help you manage your investments, you still need to have some sort of understanding. And it's kind of been designed to where we put our full faith (laughs) into someone else to figure out what all that language means and to tell us what it means, or we don't even ask you know, what it means. Uh, But for me, I really wanted to know what I was getting myself into. Um, So what I did was try to break down what everything meant. And so once I got a good understanding, I would equate that to something in everyday life that I understood so that it would make sense for me. And so that's something I've been good about doing with my students is relating all these terms to everyday life and giving them just kind of little anecdotes and they get it. They're like, why don't why don't they just explain it like this? I'm like, I don't know. But. Can you give us an example of like yes. what's what's a way we can infuse this language in everyday life so we understand? Yes. So one way I like to explain, um, a lot of people don't know the difference between trading and investing, right? They think they're investing when they are actually, their actions are actually trading, right? So I like to explain it like trading is dating and investing is marriage. (laughs) So you can date 
eat as many stocks as you want, right? You can go out with them on a Monday, switch them out on Wednesday, go out with them this week, switch them out next month. That is trading. That is dating, right? You don't care if they're marriage material. You're just out enjoying yourself (laughs) and having a good time, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Marriage is where you're buying those stocks for a lifetime. You're in this till death do you part. It's something that you want to see in your family for a long time. And that's marriage. That's hanging onto a stock in my, what I see as years to decades. And so when I explain it that way to some of my students, they're like, oh, okay, that, that, that makes sense. But they don't realize that when they buy a stock to invest and a week later, if they haven't made a lot of money on it, they're ready to dump it. And I'm like, okay, now you've transitioned into trading or dating with that stock. And there's a little bit more research you need to do. And so that's that's some of the ways that I um, I tried to explain it so that people understand it. That's so good. That was really good already. I, I could just hear the collective, ah, all across <laughs> the world right now. <laughs> that is so good because, you know, one of the things that we always say as a personal finance person in general, that is when you're investing, you need to understand it's for the long term. Mm-hmm. Like it is for the long term. Like when your husband or your significant other does something you don't like, well, hopefully you don't just kick him to the curb every other day because that is not <laughs> a successful relationship. Exactly. Like, you know, being married this long, I've been married almost 12 years. So it's like at this point for the greater good, right? Like, so there have been days where I have Google for apartments. They know that on the show, I have said that. But I don't do that 365 days a year. You know, I may do that every 580 days or so. So I wouldn't just give up the relationship because of that. And because you've been in this relationship so long with your husband, when he walks in the door, you know whether he's had a bad day, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So one thing I tell my students is you want a list of stocks that just pick a list Right. Um, because a lot of people just want they don't know where to start with stocks or, or they are all over the place. And that's why they can't get a, a focus or they can't start making money It's because they are all over the place. And so I, I teach them to pick a list of like maybe 10 to 20 stocks and you get to know those stocks. Right. Just like with being in a relationship and being married for so long by being in this for so long with them, you know, when they walk through the door, if they're having a bad day coming to your stocks by being in this for so long or watching those stocks for so long and getting to see how they move when certain news comes out, when uh, certain things happen in the market, certain things happen within the company, you're going to know right away how that stock is going to react or how the price is going to change because you know them so well, just like being in a relationship or being married. I love that. So let's do some myth busting then, because one of the one of the ones you've already done is kind of taken away that it's it's so complicated because just that alone, I think you simplified mm-hmm. the difference there. And I'm sure you do that a lot in your work. So we will make sure that folks know how to follow you and learn all this stuff. But what about the myth that trading the stock market is like gambling? How do you use the same type of terminology to differentiate those two? Oh, so trading and gambling. (laughs) Now, if you're trading smart and carefully, you're doing it because 
of some information or uh, I like to read stock charts and they can seem complicated as well, but I have some videos that really break it down, compare it to fish and water, which is so funny, but (laughs) your, your listeners will definitely have to check that out. But for trading, you've got to, there's certain things that you have to look at. And so you're having a more informed decision when you go to buy the stock or sell the stock versus gambling. You're just buying it because maybe you saw someone on your Twitter feed say, I'm buying this stock, or you saw that Popeye's was selling out of all these chicken sandwiches, right? We've got to look at, (laughs) that's been crazy to watch right now, but don't just jump on the bank. That is gambling when you jump on the bandwagon or because you heard someone else say that they were buying something right you want to have a more informed decision and a reason why you're buying it and so that's where you're trading versus gambling yeah so the gambling piece is really just emotional like yes. the, it's it's more like you want an excuse to remain ignorant mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you don't want to do the work you to don't educate to yourself work. right Right. And then so I've seen this over and over again where people are hot. Like I remember when Twitter went public, people jumped on it and they yeah, they jumped out like two days later. They thought they were literally going to be rich overnight. And it was such an emotional thing. But it was like besides being a user, what else have you studied? Right. Nothing. And and same thing with Snapchat when it came out. I, I always tell people, I'm not one. Um, and so you kind of will develop your own style as you start to learn about investing. And for me, one of the things I don't do is I don't invest in IPOs. And an IPO is um, initial public offering. That's when a company first says, hey, we're going to become a stock. And this is the the initial price that we're going to be buying and selling it, that people can buy and sell it, right? And so I tell people, I don't buy those, those brand new stocks on the market because everyone like when Snapchat came out, Facebook, uh, everyone wants to to jump on those new stocks because of all the chatter, all the talk. It's meant to get you emotional and make you want to jump on it. But for me, I look at it like this, again, back to the, the dating part, right? I am not going to bring someone home until I know what they're all about, right? And so I just sit back and I watch and I see how they treat other people, uh, in this case, other people's money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I need them to show me a pattern of they're worth my time or worth my money, right? And so that's exactly what I would I do with stocks. So I don't jump on anything that's brand new or hot because I want to see how is that stock treating everyone else's money, right? Before I decide to bring it home with my money. Mm, That's good. Another myth that we hear all the time is that you need a lot of money to trade the stock market. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think you need a lot of money to get started at all, especially with the apps that we have out now that make it so much more accessible. You can get started with as little as $20. You can buy what's called fractional shares. So even if it's one of those stocks that's really expensive that maybe you can't buy a full share of, there are uh, apps and uh, companies that allow you to buy pieces. So I think of one share or one piece of a stock as a piece of pie. And so maybe that piece of pie is a hundred dollars. You can't afford the hundred dollars right now. Well, you can say, okay, can I have a $20 piece of that pie? Because that's what I can afford right now. Then that's what they 
would sell you is a $20 piece of that pie. And you just keep buying more and more until you have a whole pie and then you just keep going. So it's very easy for for us to get started these days and you don't need a lot of money. So I think that has totally been you know blown out of the water. So what do you say to people though who say it's it takes money to make money and if I only start with $20, I'm never going to be able to leave my nine to five like you did. I would say that's not true. I started with a little bit of money. I was actually saving at first while I learned the stock market in a practice account. And that is the best way. I always recommend starting with a practice account. And a practice account is just uh, like monopoly money and a virtual platform that allows you to trade against the real market. So the beauty of that is, again, learning what you're doing and how everything works before you put your real money at risk. And so during that time, you could be putting away, you know, $20 every paycheck or $50, whatever you can afford every paycheck while you're building the confidence and the knowledge of investing in the stock market. And so when I started, I practiced for eight months before I actually put my real money out there. And I was able to put away uh, $3,000 during that time. And so I had that built up. But you can easily start with less than that. I have one student who started with $200 and she's built that up. So uh, to, to say that you need a lot of money to get started is just another myth that keeps you from getting started, right? So it's, it's either you start with $20 or you start or you don't start at all. And I would much rather you start with the $20. Yeah, that's good. And that's what, that's the same thing for anything though. I think when it comes to paying off debt, when it comes to saving, when it comes to even putting money aside, you know, to buy a home or whatever, I hear that over and over again from people. Well, I only have $20. I only have $100. But that negates the fact that we all have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. That no matter what it is, this is a muscle you're building. And that's not an excuse to not get in the game right. and be patient. That's the thing that I don't get. So we can spend four Ooh. years in college, but then <laughs> expect to like learn a few terms. You said you spent eight months studying. Before you really got into it, right? Yes. And you were saving up on the side. What gets me are people who will listen to something like this, an interview like this, and go, okay, I'm going to try. And then next week they try, and then they're mad that that it didn't work out. It's like, um, you were in college for four years and didn't instantly get a job, many of us. So why would you expect to learn something new and have it pop off within 48 hours? That's weird. Yes, yes. This is something that can feed you for a lifetime. So it's worth putting in the time and the effort to get it right and to get good at it and not rush it. Oh, I just have to say this. Like if you want to just start with some resources too, make sure you go to Tila's website, Tila Holcomb, H-O-L-C-O-M-B.com forward slash resources, because she has books that every trader should read. She has some of the apps that she's talked about, different terminology. Like you really want to get in her world if this is something that you think is the next step for you and just start understanding and learning. Like she's, she's great about giving resources. I love that about you, Tila. One of the things that I also noticed when I was on your site is this initiative that you have. Can you tell us about 10 and 10? I thought that was so dope. Oh, (laughs) 10 and 10 is my movement to 
help 10 people over the next 10 years trade their nine to five. And by trade your nine to five, I mean either, because trade your nine to five looks different for everyone. Um, That's what I love about the program. And you can customize it to what your lifestyle or what you want your lifestyle to look like. But whether it's replacing your the paycheck from your nine to five or just creating additional income um, or money to just travel with, I'm on a mission to help 10 people do that over the next 10 years. Um, and someone asked me, why is, why is that number so low? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, to, to really get to the point of having left your job, there's work that we do. You know, the, that that's eliminating the debt. That's uh, making sure you're on a proper uh, risk plan and, and all of that. And so, and like you said, it's there are a lot of people who come in who are not willing to do the work. Um, and so we get a lot of people that they come in, they're like, oh, this is work, or I'm not ready to face why I'm where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of work, that, a lot of digging in that we do, and it's not overnight. And so that's why it's a 10-year time frame to get the 10 people. But those that are doing the work, we already have one who's traded her nine to five. And then we have two who are on track to trade their nine to five by this time next year. So it's pretty awesome. (laughs) I love that. And when I saw it, I knew to me, it instantly said, this is not some gimmick, right? It's not smoke and mirrors because everyone can't take a quick program and trade their nine to five. Mm-hmm. Like forget all these infomercials that you've seen everywhere. Like forget all of these ads that claim that you can pick something up, learn it. And, and again, 48 hours, 30 days, 60 days, you, you know, yes. Will you make progress? Absolutely. Look, mm-hmm. we all have products and programs. And I really believe that if you take my program and you actually do the work that you will see significant difference. Yes. But for someone to say you will be able to leave your nine to five, mm-hmm. that is a big promise. Like that's a tall promise. And not everybody is ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I I appreciated it. That's why I wanted to highlight it because I was like, thank God, not another person who's like a million people leave your nine to five <laughs> in 63 days or less. Like, come on, <laughs> like, stop this. <laughs> stop this. For the other folks, though, where it's like, OK, I just want to get an understanding. I want to begin to understand the language. And yeah, maybe in some time, this will help me leave my nine to five. But if I'm just like, let me understand, like, let me get a better understanding of of another way to just improve my personal finances or get me closer to my goals sooner, quicker, faster. You also do the trade your nine to five program. What is that one about? So trade your nine to five is, uh, that's the one that's tailored to Again, you can tailor it to what your lifestyle is going to be or what you want your lifestyle to be. And so, um, again, that's whether you want to replace your paycheck, just create supplemental income. But it teaches you my full system of trading and investing in the stock market because I feel like you should be doing both. And I say both because, remember, you've got your your dating and your marriage. So you're going to have your stocks in one account that you're married to. It's long-term. It's investing. Uh, That's the equivalent of your 401k or TSP if you have it. And then you're going to learn how to actually trade the stock market to make right now money because I know a lot of people, they're in it like, okay, when is this money going to start rolling in? Well, you learn how to trade the market to make right now money, right? And so you're going to learn how to do those two together to make 
supplemental income, replace your nine to five if you want to, and how to do it in a, a way that minimizes risk and in a way that compounds. I tell everyone it's about it's about the snowball. Even when you mentioned starting with a little bit of money, it's it's the snowball. You may start with 20, you may start with $100, but it starts to snowball as you keep making it. I have students, we have over 600 students in the Trade Nine Five program and wow. some of like I just made would, would they'll say, "Well, I just got out of, I got out of a trade and I only made $100." only a hundred dollars. That's a hundred dollars that you didn't have to go sit behind someone's desk to make. Right. Yeah. And that's, if you can make, if you follow the process, if you can make a hundred dollars, you can make a thousand dollars, you can make $10,000 because all you're doing is repeating the process on a different level. So tell them don't minimize what you think is a small amount because it's an app is actually a big deal. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, if you make $50 an hour, you just bought back two hours of your time. Yes. Without you having to go clock in and possibly deal with folks that you don't like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you and do work that maybe you're not that thrilled about anymore. So yeah. I think that's great. That's awesome. I, I love that. 600 people. Wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How did you transition though? So you went from retiring. I don't even know if we really said this, but you even basically retired by what 35 I was 29 oh 29 girl I was trying to make you old like me okay so you (laughs) you retired by 29 and basically became financially independent how did you transition into working with 600 students you know what it it, again that wasn't planned either uh so when I got fired from the job realized trading was the thing I should be doing well I had been at home for two years doing that. And it was very isolating because I I didn't really get out. (laughs) It was just, I was just at home waiting for my kid to get home. And I got depressed just sitting here doing nothing. So, you know, when people say retirement, that (laughs) I don't see how they sit around and do nothing. And I don't genuinely think people sit and do nothing because I felt like I didn't have a purpose. I was like, okay, I'm sitting here, paid off our house. The only bills we have are utilities. We've got money. There's got to be more to this, right? Mm. And so the employer I had before the last one came to me, uh, they needed someone in a hurry. And they were like, hey, you know this stuff. Can you, do you need a job? And I was like, nope, I don't need a job. <laughs> but I did need something to do. I, I wanted to, to serve people. And so I went back to that job for a year just to get me out of the house. I told them, I said, hey, I trade. I'm going to need my laptop. I'm going to need some Wi-Fi. And they're like, okay, whatever you need. So I went back into that job really looking for purpose, something to do because I was bored. But during that year while I was with them, everyone, they were like, you don't have to be here. Why is it that you even come to work? Like, why are you doing (laughs) this? And I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm bored, I guess. And it, it sent me on a search of like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? I knew that job wasn't it, but I was there to help, you know, help them out. And one day, a coworker walked up to me and he said, I know that you're doing something that we're not doing. How much for you to teach me whatever it is you're doing? And so that right there, I was like, okay, I need to teach this. I need to get it out there because I refuse to believe 
that it stops with me. Just gaining this knowledge just stops with me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm meant to put it out there in the world in a way that everyone else who thinks and understands stuff the way that I do can get it. Because I know if I had a complicated time with the terminology, someone else does. But like you said, not seeing someone in this industry that looked like me really made me hesitate in getting out there. Because I thought if I walk into this room of people who don't look like me, they're not going to, I'm young. I'm African-American and I'm female. They're not going to listen. But I looked around. I I can't remember who it was that told me that that's not my audience. Your audience is the, are those people who look like you, who think like you and are in the same situation that you were when you were looking for a way, uh, you know, a different, a change in life. So I keep that with me every time that I think I can achieve something. It's like, okay, who is my audience? And they need me to step up and be heard right now so that they can get this message. Um, and so that's what, how I transitioned into, okay, let me teach this. And at that time I told them, I said, okay, I'm walking away from, from, you know, the helping them out <laughs> to starting this business of teaching what I know, because I refuse to believe that it just stops with me. I think it's awesome that it all circled back to you still starting a business. Like that, yes. was your, that was your original intention. And it's so funny how we will ignore the signs and kind of just dis again, like a brush off this thing that's right in front of us because we have an idea of what it should look like mm-hmm. and or not an idea. We are committed. We are like, it must <laughs> look like this. Right. So we won't take our eye off of that while there's all these other things going on. So you were called to entrepreneurship. It just was not in the way that you thought it would be. Exactly. And so, and that's the thing that the opportunity that Trade United 5 provides is maybe you're called to do something else that maybe doesn't provide the income that you need. Trade United 5 allows you to make up that supplemental income. Or maybe you do want to start a business and you need the capital to do that. Well, Trade Your 9 to 5 can help you create that capital to do that. And, and that's what that's what I love about it. That's why I tailored it the way I did is because you can customize it to your lifestyle because I have the saying that everyone wants a cookie cutter answer and we're not cookies. <laughs> your personal finances are personal to you. And so it's customized to where you can customize it for your life. I love that. I have to reiterate that as a Black woman in this space and knowing that 10, 12 years ago when I was looking for resources and for folks, quite frankly, you know, you got to see yourself out there to know that it's real and there just weren't a lot of us. So to know that you are over here holding up that trading side really makes me happy because (laughs) there's, there's millions of women out here who are intimidated to get this information from folks that they feel like may not speak on the same level or may want to talk over their heads or not understand their cultural dynamics or just anything, right? And not just Black women, women, because a lot of these programs were initially driven by men. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you also don't want to be in an environment where someone's being condescending, like, listen, little ladies, you listen, (laughs) (laughs) right? So. I just, I appreciate what you do in this space. I really do. Before I let you go, I have to ask you our final Redefining Wealth Rapid Wisdom questions. So this is the part in the show, Tila, where I just ask you some questions really quickly and you just tell us the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay. How do you define success? I define success 
is when you reach the point of fulfillment and when you've left your mark on this world to the point where when you die, it still keeps going. To me, that's success. Mm, That's good. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Mm, Financial freedom. All right. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Hmm. That's that turn to your bookshelf, huh? Yes. Everybody does it. I every time I ask that question, I distinctly can hear that slight, like, okay, shoulder turn towards the bookshelf. <laughs> the one book that repeat the question. <laughs> What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, I would I would have to say the millionaire next door. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. And fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Tila Holcomb. And for me, the truth about wealth is it's not about the money. You know, that made me smile, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much, Tila. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for helping us take the next step and be more courageous with our money. Thank you for having me. All right. Did you enjoy this conversation with Tila? I hope you did. I hope it has made you have a little hope (laughs) for your ability to get into the stock market if you're not already in the stock market. Tila is super knowledgeable. We're in a few private mastermind communities where people just adore her. Like everyone who introduces Tila to their community ends up raving about how folks have been blessed. And so I couldn't let another moment go by without introducing her to you all. So if you want to look more into Tila's free course, it's tilaholcomb.com forward slash the exchange. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes. And she has a few other programs that you are more than welcome to take advantage of. Just look at the show notes. I'll have all the links there. Anything is simple, right? If it can be broken down in plain English, I truly believe that. And I do believe a lot of these things were intentionally made more difficult for some. Let's just say that. And I love that people like Taylor are out here making it plain so that everyday folks can take advantage of it. So thank you, Tila. Love what you're doing in the world. And thank you for being the button on our Courageous Money series. Next week, we have a solo episode and then we'll get into the last episode of the year where I'll do my momentum recap and get to show you the power of mastery and momentum, what we always talk about here and everything that was created. It's going to be really good. So until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.